I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. You know, there are events that occur in the course of the history of a country, in the course of the the history of a people, uh, in the course of a, uh, a life where, you, you know, things like the Kennedy assassination and uh, when you, uh, you know, the, where you were standing when you heard that there was going to be another Star Wars movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. There, there are those things that you just latch on to. And I think many of us will always remember that this was the moment we found out that there's a march going on in Washington of the Proud Boys and the MAGA crowd. Because oh, you're not no. going to find out anywhere else unless you are looking for it. You cert- unless you're on the newsletter. Um, that is, that's right, folks. There's I'm a, so glad I don't know a, about the Proud Boy March. Uh, I'm, I was going to say major march of sorts, just to give them a little bit of credit. But the, uh, as, as yet, uh, uh, currently named MAGA, Million MAGA March, which um, I don't know what it is with these people and using three consonants in a row um, is a, as a thing. <laughs> Especially, good. you know, in this case, Not three consonants they took from black people. Uh, uh, what was it, a mm-hmm. decade ago <laughs> or so? The Million Man March is now the Million MAGA March, which, you know, million. I mean, when it comes to Johnny Million, who's with us today, that yeah. makes total sense. Because there's a million ways I love this dude. And there's a million ways he's talented. There's a million, you know, variations of notes he's played in his life and all with incredible skill and a plum and talent and wonder. Oh, so just cool. saying, just throwing that out there. Thank you, buddy. However, there is by no one's count a million magas at this particular <laughs> gathering. Um, <laughs> hundreds. Bit, bit of a reach. I'm going like, to say, are there um, how many spatterings? Are just, like, is there a, is there a million spattering march? I don't know. Uh, a spattering MAGA march. Either way, this is supposed to be the, you know, Donald Trump's, you know, of the walls he's been building that are legit in any way. Um, obviously, if many of you have seen the video this morning that's going viral of uh, workers working on Trump's wall as a man scales it and runs in away in the background, <laughs> no. slides down it I was like running a, this morning. That's fantastic. Um, like a fireman's pole, and then just runs straight into the country. <laughs> Bless his heart. Uh, I mean, honestly, get that man to an Olympic training camp, and he can fight for the home team now. Um, if he, if there's a pole laying on the ground on the other side. I'm just saying the guy's a gold medalist waiting to happen. If you haven't seen the video, check my Twitter feed. It's, it's hilarious, but, or maybe perhaps he was just a, a, a MAGA person who had left the country when uh, Joe Biden was declared the winner and then found out there was going to be a MAGA uh, <laughs> million MAGA march and had to get back in the country mm-hmm. and had torn up his passport in a fit of, uh, <laughs> and a writ of fellow gauge. Yeah. And so, Hundreds of people have gathered in D.C. this Saturday in a mass denial 
of Trump's election loss, a protest that would not change the outcome of this month's presidential election, but would grant them a chance to lay eyes on the loser they still desperately claim as a winner. This is according to the Daily Beast. The event, <laughs> where you're which has that alternately from. been dubbed the Million Maga March, the Stop the Steal DC March, and the March for Trump, um, which, you know, is anyone, I mean, first of all, they're not marching in the traditional sense of the word. They're not gathering in one place and going to another place. There's kind of, they're kind of perambulating all over the city. So it's not technically a march. It's, it's a march in the same way that the gangs gathering in the warriors marched. You know what I mean? They all kind of came in from their own borough, um, waited for Trump to come out and go, can you dig it? <laughs> and then, you know, head back to Coney Island. This, um, this all the while, so this is uh, continuing from the Daily Beast. The event, which is alternately dubbed that, uh, was planned as a protest against widespread election fraud of which there is none. And we will get into that today just for the sheer joy of it. Hi, chat room. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks for working uh, through our weirdness with the uh, alt software that I'm using to get on the air today because Big Sur does, is not compatible with uh, Streamlabs OBS. So that was a that was a fun thing. Luckily, I discovered that last night um, instead of this morning when I got up, which is always a, a fun race when you're like, Oh, your audio drivers are no longer compatible with your computer overnight. Um, those make for good mornings on the show, by the way, many of you have seen them. They're a good time. Um, uh, even before the rally's official noon start time, the overwhelming sentiment was that the election had been stolen from Trump. Rally goers chanted, stop the steal. Um, which I'm, I don't think references the steel dossier. Um, which, by the way, was originally funded by the Washington Examiner, a conservative newspaper in Washington, D.C., that uh, Trump and his allies often cite as a reputable news source. Before Trump was the uh, presumed nominee in the party, there was a big uh, sort of pre-Lincoln uh, Foundation group that was trying to scuttle his chances and they were doing it by gathering dirt on him. And they paid Christopher Steele to go over there and see if any of the scary stories they'd been hearing about him were true. And um, they were. <laughs> and he came back with his dossier and gave it to the Washington Examiner and said, yeah, talked to a bunch of my um, compatriots and expats and, and, you know, spies and other people I've got on the payroll. And they're all like, yeah, it's worse than you think. There's a lot of awful crap. I mean, I can go back and get you pictures if you want, but that's going to cost real money. And they said, Oh, by the way, Trump is now the nominee. We don't care anymore. We don't, we, we like him now we have to. So go pound sand. And, and so the, knowing that there was compromise out there, the Hillary Clinton found um, uh, campaign purchased the Steele dossier, gave it a once over because Steele came and said, I've got compromise for you on Trump. He's dirty and it's horrifying and it scared the crap out of me. And the Washington Examiner uh, paid me to get this stuff. And um, I slept with Ivanka for free, allegedly, but uh, they paid me to get this stuff. And I came back with it. And they didn't want it anymore. You guys want it. What's in it? Well, I can't tell you unless you pay me. All right. How much? Okay, this much. All right, that's fine. But it's, if, if it's legit, you're a decent guy. Let's hear it. They get it. They read it. 
And they go, yeah, we can't start leaking stuff about prostitutes and urinating on beds. And we already have been talking about his financial ties to Russia. So we can't, we can't talk about this stuff. And so he went to the FBI twice and went, look, the Washington Examiner paid me to get this stuff. The Hillary Clinton campaign bought it, but won't release it. And this dude's a criminal and he's about to become president if we don't do something. And the FBI went, um, please leave us alone. This is a scary time for James Comey. And then he came back again and like, all right, we'll look at it. And then they called some friends that they had and went, oh my God, there's a lot to this. The urinating on beds part, we don't need at all because the financial structures of of Trump, his own son admits to it in multiple interviews, Eric, yeah, you know, the smart one. And so they uh, start looking into the financial dealings of the Trump campaign. And as he wins, they start recognizing an ongoing threat that Putin has an outsized influence over this guy. And then eventually you guys know the story. We got the Mueller investigation and Rod Rosenstein and the DOJ and, and Trump guarantee that they can't look into his financial ties, which is the root of the entire investigation, so they can pretend there was nothing there. Anyways, that brings us to today, where uh, the the Washington Examiner has called the the race for Biden days ago. Um, just a sad day for the march for Trump. Um, and And they are one of the biggest voices that are calling BS on all this, <laughs> this, this voter fraud stuff that's going on. Well, yesterday in the course of 12 hours, six, count them, six Trump lawsuits were thrown out in Pennsylvania alone. So uh, fascinating. And um, by the way, Johnny Million, everyone in the chat room is both enjoying your serial killer lighting and uh, and cannot hear you, but that's I think that's because you haven't actually spoken yet. Yeah, no, I have. Not hear you. Oh, they hear you. Can they hear you? I don't hear you. Yeah, I've been. I've been, I've yeah, been there, there talking. I just don't hear you. You can hear. They can hear you, but I can't. Well, we got to take a break, anyways. So give me one second. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight is our number. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Now let's get back with House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Lady B says we're back. <laughs> Do we have hell? We I have hell. I don't. So I'll just repeat how you say what I what you want them to know that you're saying. There was a there was a genuine Freudian slip there for a second, Johnny Million. Where what you, did where, I say? Where where you said you say what I say, <laughs> like me oh, yeah. me. I'll just parrot what you're saying, and then you yeah. say, and then I'll say. So, um, this no understand the. As silly as the the million moron march is that's going on right now, and I and I get that it is silly. It's quite silly. Um, in the in the old Graham Chapman uh, way of saying this is silly, and I won't stand for it anymore. I, the, I'm the senior officer in this sketch, and I haven't gotten a funny line yet. <laughs> uh, over the course of this, um, there is a a serious 
um, issue to it, which is why they are marching in the first place besides their own sort of Jim Jones sycophanty um, ridiculousness where they'll just support Trump no matter what happens, um, which is, you know, not surprising by any stretch of the imagination right now. Let's let's be completely honest. There's you know, we've we've been through these, you know, months and months and months of this nonsense where no matter what he does, no matter how much it violates their alleged um, belief systems about how a constitutional democracy should work or a federalist system should work, they have continuously thrown that out the window um, for to preferring instead a monarchical supreme executive, monarchical um, supreme executive power um, that that seems. Uh, um, oh, that's very weird. Okay, I see. Um, this sort of monarchical power that they're you know that they're seeking over the course of you know since I would argue since Reagan to some degree with the fear of the cold war, meaning that we needed a strong man in the white house. And because the threat is so high that, you know, this is, this is always the excuse that you don't understand. Okay. We can have democracy later, but the threat of the Soviets, the threat of the Muslims, you know, the threat of gay marriage, it's just too high. We can't afford democracy right now. It's just it's too dangerous um, out there. We'll have democracy later where this is understand we live in sort of some odd version of the old West. And, um, you know, the, the sheriff's been killed. We've got, you know, we're a weird gunslinger stealing cattle. We need a strong man running things. And this is pretty much how they've been running this all along. You know, this is this is, I guess, the preferred system of of power going back to arguably the civil war and the irony that we constantly hear this, these battle cries from the gun toters and the amosexuals out there that the reason they need a gun is not for self-defense, not because there are criminals and miscreants in the world that will, that seek to take your stuff and do you ill. The concern is uh, a tyrannical government is going to come knocking on your door, lock you up in a Guantanamo-like space because of your political beliefs and and disappear you. And the irony, though, that all along, these are the people who supported um, extrajudicial killings and plate and things like Guantanamo and not trying terrorists in American courts because they're afforded too many rights. Um, uh, the irony going back and forth is that they are in literally creating the very tyrannical government they they allegedly fear and will eventually have to take arms up against. Yep. It's this. It is one of the oddest bifrenic aspects of this crowd. Now, what we have today is. Um, a, a large group of um, of gentlemen my age and younger, gentlemen. I'm trying, I'm trying, who f- have been 
have had drilled into their head the idea that that Democrats are seeking a socialist uh, economic structure like unto the Soviets in the USSR, the United Soviet Socialist Republics, and the, I guess, the National Socialist Party, meaning the Nazis. And, <laughs> and then you tag in that with Venezuelan socialism, which really is about the naturalization, or the, sorry, the nationalization of the natural resources, of specifically oil, that the country takes over where the, you know, how much the oil price is where who gets to drill it and it's government drilling government employees all that kind of stuff and eventually leads to a a grifter kleptocracy that failed not because a country couldn't naturalize the resources under its own feet and spread it to all the citizens equally check alaska for a small version of what that looks like when it actually works. Alaskans often, one of the reasons Sarah Palin was one of the most popular governors in the country is the same reason a lot of Alaska governors are super popular because they get to hand out a check every year for hundreds of dollars for the oil that's taken out of Alaska to all the Alaskans. That, that, that'll make you like your governor. And for some reason, make you think that the federal government is the bad guy in it because they might try to take that check away, you know, is the idea. And um, um, so the, the the alignment of socialism as a system with totalitarianism, which someone aptly pointed out, James, in our chat room pointed out, it was was the main structure of governing in Venezuela and in Nazi Germany and in the USSR. And that the the Soviet Socialist Republic system was a step towards communism. They couldn't go straight to communism. It was too complicated. So they they're kind of the the. The statements of the leaders was that socialism was our way to dovetail into building a communist structure, moving from the system that we had before. And so inherently. um, In that. uh, And by the way, the. The. The dividends Alaska gives out to its citizens is, is again, still not socialism in the traditional sense. And I think, you know, part of the conversation I would like to have with my uh, beloved friends on the left who agree 100 percent with me on policy. Sometimes get lost in labels and not understanding that the word you're using is not, you know, it's it's the classic princess bride moment. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. And there's also an aspect where no one else hears that word the way you do. That, that you have that some people have more interest in rehabbing the word than presenting the policy, because the word itself is a placeholder for the policies that you want, and they are too complicated to break down. And so better to say, you know, this is Northern European socialism and it works just fine and they have free countries and that's how it works. When in fact, those those systems do not have uh, socialist structures at all. They have what we commonly refer to as democratic taxation and what the Democratic Party is, among, uh, along with the right of every individual to vote, is based on. That every individual gets to vote, pick their leaders. Uh, we get we as a country get to pick our leaders 
And we get to tell our leaders, because they are our representatives, how our tax dollars shall be spent. Now, kings and monarchs and theocrats and warlords had policemen and fire brigades and standing armies and in some cases, medical facilities and hospitals or variations therein that were run by the state and put together. And no one would ever call the the medical facilities that were paid for by the king in, you know, when in monarchical uh, pre-revolutionary war Britain, no one would no one would call that socialist because the existence of a fire brigade in that situation wasn't socialist. And the reason was is because. You paid your taxes under duress, not having a choice through your representatives how they were spent. The, spent. the king got to spend it on whatever he wanted. It really seems like the people freaking out about socialism really don't like communism. Yes, exactly. And the and languaging... They don't understand that socialism is actually kind of cool. Well, the problem is is that socialism in, in and of itself on a, on a genuine structure is not indeed what we have at all um, and isn't what, again, it's, it's it is a, it has become, it has become a linguistic placeholder for a lot of things that we actually care for in this country, like Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, fire departments, mm-hmm. infrastructure, all those things. Kings built roads. Kings took taxes from people and built roads. The problem was kings built the roads they wanted to build. No one ever called the King's Roads a socialist structure um, at all because no one had a say. <laughs> we, um, you know, post Tea Party, the idea was and what the radical concept, quite frankly, that went along with the one person, one vote and the value of the individual being able to choose Wait, their leaders. Tea Party? Right. The original Tea Party, the actual <laughs> Tea Party, um, not the one in Alice in Wonderland and certainly not the three pe- the, the people standing on the lawn. By the way, parents of the people who are showing up at the MAGA march today, the parents of those kids um, who jacked their kids full of Ritalin and turned them into racists because they made them <laughs> hyper focus on things they didn't want to pay attention to and eventually trained their brains on single note politics. Um, those their parents were the people standing wearing like um, revolutionary war LARPing outfits on the White House lawn saying, keep your government hands off my Medicare. Now, understand, again, all these things, socialism is much more akin to, and if it wasn't a military structure, socialism is much more akin to what you have with Walter Reed. Now, it is not because it is only for the military. It is effectively, you know, medical facilities for serving and military and veterans and and government officials. So it is not a social structure. It is a special hospital set up just for those people that has to be sequestered away from everything else for security and other reasons. It's not a socialist structure. But if you spread it out to the entire country where instead of there being private hospitals that you take money from Medicare, Medicaid or Social Security and go to that hospital for treatment, if the indeed the hospital was built by the state, run by the state, doctors and nurses were hired by the state, that's socialism. What we have is democratic taxation. We believe people need who need health care should be able to go to the best health care they can find. We don't necessarily think that government employees choose that person all the time, especially if, uh, if it's a Republican and they're trying to scuttle the program to start with, which has always been one of the reasons um, that we don't have 
government run officially government run healthcare is not because it couldn't be done. It's because there are too many people in between the tax dollars and it actually being expressed that we don't trust who would scuttle it on purpose, who would make it terrible. The, the Republicans literally run and we got to take a break, literally run on the idea that the government can't do anything right. Hire me to prove it. And which is an amazing thing to run on as a as, as a politician. But that's true. So socialism is the word uh, works fine as a placeholder for those kind of programs in districts like AOC has and others. It does not work in Manchin's district, and it doesn't work in Kentucky. You know what does work? Kentucky Connect. Kentucky Connect is what they call Obamacare in the state of Kentucky. You have to BS these people into not understanding that it is Obamacare, or they won't sign up for it, and they'll get sick and die. And you you can either say these people are morons and they deserve to die— Or you can go, look, this is the reality we have to deal with. And we're talking about people who are bringing in children with dew mouth because they put Mountain Dew in baby bottles and the kids' teeth rot inside their gums before they ever make it to the surface. And you got to talk to these people differently. And you have to understand and respect that. You never heard of that? Dew mouth? Dew mouth. Look it up. It's horrifying. Eastern Kentucky is full of it. Mitch McConnell couldn't give a crap. But we'll take a break. We'll come back right after this. And and Mansion isn't Robin. That's the point I'm trying to make. We gotta we gotta understand. We want to be a broad coalition that's diverse. That means understanding our own language. We do it amongst different cultures. You want to bring these people on board? You can do it, but you have to use different words because they've been brainwashed into thinking these words are awful. We'll be back. You know, if you're doing a virtual Thanksgiving, you want to look good, yeah. right? You got to look good. You got to get some Plexiderm. You to, or is the I, our personal favorite is the Poison Ultrana <laughs> that says Plexiderm wakes. There's New Yorkers. There's all New Yorkers in the Plexiderm ads on the TV. Yes, there are. We're just like from California, though. And like we got a sun and things on it. So we got uh, other wrinkles and bags. Uh, so we need extra protection from the sun, you know? And that comes with Plexiderm. Oh, my gosh. Shouldn't they hire us for TV? So it's like a New York, L.A. rap battle. <laughs> yes. Plexiderm. Like East Coast, West Coast rap Plexiderm. battle. Plexiderm. It works. I'm a poisonal trainer. They're like, oh, whatever. We got more sun out here. So we have more crow's feet. I'm just writing it. I'm just spitballing. Good. Come good, with okay. me here. We'll go with that. Okay. We have wrinkles, fine lines, and under eye bags, right? We got Trump stress. We got sun. Whatever you got, mm-hmm. yeah, Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11, crow's feet, take up to 10 years off your appearance. Yeah. Right? We got into a whole thing about baby Jessica falling down the well, and that's why she <laughs> still looks like a newborn, because it was full of Plexiderm. <laughs> right. The well we was full of Plexiderm. We don't know oh, if no. that's true. What we do know is true is that Plexiderm wakes. It wakes. So try a six-application <laughs> trial pack, if you want, for only fourteen ninety-five free shipping what? when you go to buyplx.com slash sexyliberal. Or you can call them, 800-685-1292, say the code SEXYLIBERAL. This order comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks' radio program, Mega Worldwide. So... Thank God we're back from break. That was terrifying. I'm sorry. I started. I, I went further into. Don't alone with Hal on break again. Jesus. Never. Nope. You're not. You just shut. He's going to shut his camera off and his mic. Um, and I, honest to God, if you think you're going to talk to the people who 
are not are anti-vaxxers and bring them around eventually you got to craft your language differently uh, now when i'm doing anti-vaxxer by the way huh and she's Those lovely she's doing great yeah um yeah my what's anti- vaxxer short for again uh uh vaxillatia she was uh <laughs> she she was named after the in, during the war after a scar somebody got on their arm uh, so they wouldn't get polio. So um, yeah, she's lovely. She's uh, um, she has polio. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um, I'm kidding. She died of the measles a long time ago. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make right. is. <laughs> so um, my point is is that you should always. And this, I mean, we've dealt with this with multiple cultures in the country. We understand this is why um, uh, para español marque primo o dos is a phrase we've all heard when calling anything Mm -hmm. because you can't just get people who only speak Spanish, who are Americans, by the way, who are in the country. And because they're older or they're, you know, first generation coming in. And their, you know, their English is spotty. And in they, and when they need an emergency service or something, it's better if they can have Spanish until such time as as you can get, uh, you know, act there until their language catches up with their needs. Right. That would be the idea. So until then, in an emergency service or if you're dealing with insurance or any of those kind of things or a service or cable or any of those things, we are smart enough to know that you've. Offer a Spanish version because there's a there's enough of a need for it. It is culturally sensitive. It is aware. It recognizes that even if somebody's been here for a couple of generations, their English still might not be good enough for their needs in a moment where they might be under duress or need a service. It's great. It's the same thing, you know, it's and it's many ways. It's different from the the French option in Canada, because all the speak, people who speak French in Canada also speak English. All of them, every single one of them, all of them always have, always have. <laughs> they, they hang on to it for a different reason, a cultural reason. Still fine, but that also is an offering. That's why, by the way, when you buy shampoo in the United States, a lot of times it says shampooing on the back of it, ing. That's because the French word for shampoo is shampooing, when which has always struck me as odd because shampoo already sounds like a French word, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Shampoo, it just does. Um, um, uh, where the German version would be shampooed or something. But anyways, the, I, I I digress. The point I'm trying to make is we're aware of the cultural difference and the fact that in the in because we are dealing with a time crunch in this circumstance, you provide that cultural option for a shift in language. You don't get so you don't go speak English into <laughs> like they don't have a recording that says that anymore. We used to have that. That's dumb. We did. We had a, basically an equivalent. Like if you don't speak English, uh, press two and we'll tell you a tough noogie. Right. <laughs> you know, so in 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 English. So the point I'm trying to make is we are aware of that cultural limitation by those people and we we attempt to make up for it. Now, the assumption is that because people are 
raised in the Tennessee Valley or the uh, Appalachia or anywhere along, you know, in the Carolinas or Alabama or any of the states where they basically don't run into anybody who doesn't look like them. You got to be prepared to talk to them differently. And you have to and and your friends need to know that just because you speak Spanish now and you're trying to speak Spanish to someone who speaks Spanish, that you're not giving up on English altogether, which seems to be the version of things where people, you know, attack Mansion and others for the way they deal with their districts. Yeah. And understand the point I'm trying to make. I am for a uh, a single payer system wherein. People across this country can receive and afford universal health care by whatever means they best suits them. Where they are not shoehorned into a one size fits all system and they have the option to buy outside of it if they want to. In the same way that we have public schools and private schools, in the same way that we have police officers and you can hire private security if you want to. There is no reason why there shouldn't be officially a, a medical version of that very same thing. That seems obvious to nearly everyone. The mm. problem is if you insist on the words around it fitting your favorite word for it, and you're talking to someone who's been told that that word is evil, you're never going to reach them and you're never going to get that thing because they're going to run against it, not, not because they're against the program, but because they're against what the word represents to them in another context, a context you are dismissing. That is crucial. So I would, I would like to remind my uh, beloved um, liberals and progressives out there who want these things, who want, you know, more of our taxes to go towards the actual problems we have that are taking lives like illness and sickness and cancer clusters and, you know, bad medical interactions, which kill a hundred thousand people a year. Every year, just the wrong dose of the wrong drug at the wrong time or the wrong organ being taken out a hundred thousand people a year that in and of itself is a medical emergency beyond COVID and all those things. And that's what we're going to have to deal with once we get this stuff under control. So I would like to say to all my dear friends, uh, I appreciate what you think socialism means. And I understand that it's a placeholder for a bunch of ideas that you hold dear and are very good. And that is totally fine. Mm -hmm. But Cuban Americans and people who have emigrated from Venezuela, Guatemala, uh, the Nahuatl regions of Mexico and others are not going to hear it the same way. And what they're going to react to, they're going to they're going to have the same reaction to it that Ayn Rand had. Ayn Rand's family escaped Russia and every one of her books is a pathological expression of the abuse she received and her family received under that regime to make mm-hmm. those words poisonous forever. No matter no number of conversations, the woman died getting Social Security and lying that her boyfriend was her husband so he could get Social Security, too. What most of us would see as obvious hypocrisy and ridiculousness was literally 
a, a rec, you know, if you look at a, this person as damaged or scarred by her upbringing, which she absolutely was. And like I said, it was yeah. pathological in the way she wrote about these things, collectivism and whatnot, to the point where she believed that all altruistic endeavors, all acts of charity are are evil, not just not just bad or misguided, evil. That's that's you imagine imagine how much abuse you it's go a through. Hell of a get out of jail free card. Absolutely. Until I'm I'm being selfish because doing otherwise is evil. Yeah, hadn't you heard? Well, it, what in her case, um, and many people like her that had escaped the Soviet Union, they were incredibly suspect of any government programs because that was the toehold by which their government was leading them to communism, and what they were really building was totalitarianism under the guise of what communism might be. Communism, as much as it might sound lovely requires a certain author- authoritarian um, bent to make it happen because anybody who veers outside of it is undermining the entire system. Anybody who breaks with the tribe got to be taken down. That's a scary thing until it magically turns into utopia, obviously, is the idea. But the problem is that interim period, which could last decades, if not hundreds of years, um, is a very dangerous and scary thing. And those people come back um, with this okay. fear ingrained into them. Um, yes, she literally said altruism is evil. I'm, you know, and again, we look at somebody, anybody who's watched Mindhunter knows that all the serial killers they interviewed on that were the victims of abuse at Gonson. Mm-hmm. Now, this does not excuse their behavior because there's tons of victims of abuse who don't do this kind of thing. But when you do see them, it is abundantly clear that this kind of crap rolls downhill. And the people you're in, you're interacting with don't have the same ears you do. And, and that is a crucial aspect. No, and I'm not saying we should pity Ayn Rand. I'm saying we should recognize where it came from, the genesis of her pathology. What you, again... Tons of people have gone through similar things and come out going, no, 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 I can have a balanced view of this. But I'm not talking about those people. We can talk to those folks. (laughs) Somebody's going, is Hal reading cue cards? No, I'm literally this good off the cuff. The point I'm trying to make is um, as we go into the Georgia runoffs, which are incredibly crucial right now, and everybody, it should be all hands on deck, understand that local Georgians including, by the way, a large swath of black Democratic voters don't hear those words the same way you do. And what you want to do is tout the value and structures of the programs and why they're beneficial and not necessarily a word that you think is more important or supersedes the actual program itself or actually what it is. Because even single payer, even Medicare for all does not set up Medicare for all centers and 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 federally run hospitals. It doesn't, which would be a socialist structure. It doesn't mm-hmm. it gives you money to go find health care. And it does. It has other structures in place to make sure that the government can cover the costs of the overages on on drugs that might be rare or there might not be enough of them. To say, you know, to for the people who need them 
because the market wouldn't cover it. There you go. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. 773-763-9278 is our number. Johnny Million is, of course, running the chat, it seems, right now, and and, and Twittering and whatnot. It I'm doing it all. Yep, he's doing everything. Yeah. Um, sorry for the, uh, the absolute rant, but this is incredibly crucial as we get into what these people are marching against, where they will marshal their forces in the future. And if you want to defuse the bomb that they are, this is one of the ways you do it. You don't have just one way of speaking about what you want to do. You don't let the brand or the logo or the name of choice in your area or the language of your district or your tribe to overrun the explanation of it to people who not who are not in your tribe. You get me? All right, we'll be back. This is Damian Perdue of Think Theory Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. You're listening to Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. You certainly ha- are. And I, by the way, I, we are, you know, I'm, I have no doubt we're going to have callers considering the, the conversation that I'm having. But what it ultimately boils down to is love what you love, but the name or the label is not the most important thing. And we can't be guilty of just alting Trumpsters for doing everything Trump says. And as long as it's got Trump's name on it, they're fine with it. And and simply being, you know, but doing the exact same thing with our own labels. And I I feel comfortable in every circumstance. And I've talked to Jackie Schechner about this multiple times. Uh, she's a genius and helped get the Affordable Care Act through um, about the ways that, you know, you could articulate this that gets people on board. Um, and And it simply involves not being tied to a word they don't seem to understand or be able to absorb or have a hostile view of, you know, because it's amazing how fast uh, the, the right wingers come around to um, the Muslim faith and respect for it. Once you start talking about the Abrahamic traditions, but if you start talking about Muslims isolated as their own religion, as if they aren't part of the Abrahamic traditions and you don't bring that up and they don't have to deal with the crisscross Basically, um, family fight that is going on between Jews, Christians and Muslims about the basically the same stories. You know, it's very difficult for them to process anything but the other in that conversation. And if you recognize, actually, you guys share a lot of the same deities, a a lot of the same um, belief systems and at the root core beyond the tribalism all the same rules about behavior. The best parts of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are all based out of the best parts of tribal, uh, intermingling tribal behavior um, during the Bronze Age in the, in the Middle East. Pre-discovery of oil, you know, which when that goes, all of a sudden the Abrahamic traditions will be having arguments in, in temples about their differences and not on the battlefield. Because resource-based economies are horrifying. Um, other than that, I have no opinion. Now, so uh, that said, Johnny Million, you have to leave to go to the Million MAGA March right now, right? Because you're well, um, it's because I'm the namesake. I'm uh, yet again right. this year. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the marshal. <laughs> if you showed up at that and just claiming Million as that, I, I have to say. 
I I would love to. It would. It would absolutely. It would be daily show level performance art. I would be so impressed um, because the folks like that guy who trolls people by just making Facebook pages of like Target or Applebee's just to reply to complaints. Someone Target and Applebee's. Wait, someone does that? Oh, my God. I've got to send you the link. It is fabulous. I'm I'm amazed in and of myself. Uh, see, and you know what? I have to say, but before we get to the bottom of the hour, and next hour we'll be taking calls, 773-763-9278. And I'm sure there will be plenty of people to unload on me for the things I've said, but not the least of which is this, is that um, not only did I call the uh, Biden-Harris ticket last year, not only did I call that Biden would win the uh, primary uh, on his own when everyone else was doubting it? Not only did I say he would win by a wider margin than Trump did last time uh, and and in many ways uh, equal to or greater than Obama's for a myriad of reasons. But I also called 306. And anybody who follows the show or or was with me during the uh, 24-hour live stream, I did um, on election night, um, <laughs> machine's going. Hal is a legend in his own mind. Um, uh, well, it's better to have a legend than a brand, and um, uh, this will go down as legendary because say what you will about me, and plenty of trolls do, but I absolutely called it. I never shook for a minute in this, and I'm absolutely right. And I will continue to be right about this because I have everyone's best interests at heart (laughs) because I I, I'm not going to lie to you about something that I don't think is going to get going to work. And I also want you I want the same things that a lot of progressives and liberals say they want. I, 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 you know, on the sexy liberal tour, the original one, I was sort of like the redneck whisperer, (laughs) you know, when we would do some of these areas i would go okay i know what you're trying to say but um she can't actually hear what you're talking about right now so i'm gonna need to explain to her in what she understands it's like a it's like a redneck version of the pardon me stewardess i speak jive moment in airplane there's it's just (laughs) not the same thing and what happens is by the way you can tell one of the reasons why biden won 306 and why, by the way, I genuinely believe if you freely counted all the votes um, in the country and everybody who wanted to vote had the ability to vote and wasn't denied a ballot and, and COVID wasn't going on because of who Trump is and because of who Joe Biden is, he would have won three other states. He would have won Ohio and Florida. They have a plan set up that's been running for decades to guarantee Republicans Ohio and Florida and while they put all their resources in that, like a lot of people chase Iowa when they're running in the primaries, they forget about the other states. And a lot of people don't understand why, because Iowa's first, everybody wants to win it to think they can get off the ground. And then they lose because they didn't put resources in the states that really matter. And that's exactly what happened to uh, Republicans early on last time when, you know, when when Trump was running in that primary. It's exactly how Biden won this time. It should be a lesson to you. And especially and what the Republicans did was, look, they decided this maybe late 80s, mid 90s, dump a bunch of money, resources, control Ohio and Florida. 
They are the pivot states. Control them. Well, when you do that, you make them pretty much lockstep states as best you can. When you really dump all your resources into it, they, they become your safe states, which means the states you're taking resources out of because they are not infinite are spread out all over the damn place. And so you start to get wobbly in North Carolina. You start to get wobbly in Georgia. You start to you, you lose the Rust Belt. You, you, you get you literally win Wisconsin once by less than a percent. That's what happens. And I, I've always been a fan of Howard Dean's idea that there should be a 50 state strategy by the Democrats. I think the Democrats need a, a rebranding effort themselves because it is not the product that is bad. The Republicans understand that the product is bad, but the label works. They're not going to move on the MAGA label and, and, you know, Trumpistan because it works. It brings out those people. And they've controlled legislatures and and, uh, you know, secretaries of states long enough that they know it will give them a grasp on certain states, at least for the time being. And this demographic shift that everyone talks about that is scaring them in a lot of these states like like Texas and the like. Doesn't just have to do they'll want you to think it's just because of the browning of America that that's the way it's going, because that's how they push back. But black women are crucial to the democratic party for two reasons one because they're crucial to the democratic party the other reason is is because even though they are they represent six percent of the overall populace of the entire country a smaller swath of humans than any religious subset almost um what the the base of the democratic party really makes up of is people of other races who also believe black women deserve to be heard. It is that coalition you hear about is not just because black women come out of the woodwork to vote. It's because the support structure has started to grow over time that understands that they need more of a voice. And the volume is there to where that crowd is growing by selling this idea that it's the changing demographic. That's this, this racist bullhorn that the, the Republicans use every time. What they're also lying about is the fact that they are losing white people long term, even, you know, and that's that's why you're seeing this sort of racist white panic. Why they're coming to the surface is because they're suddenly freaked out that they can't turn to the person on the stool next to them at Denny's and go, you know, God, man, these Mexicans and have that person not look at them like they're nuts. That's a change for them, and it's freaking them out. And it should, because they're dinosaurs, and they're going the way of the dodo bird, and they're freaking out about it. The demographic shift is not just about color. It is about the support for people of color. That's growing as well. And you will see diversity amongst the races as we expand and intertwine. 
And that's why this rise in Hispanic voters for Trump and this rise in, you know, black males allegedly going to him in, in blocks, never mind the fact that black males in certain areas went to him because they're allowed to vote because of the neighborhood that they're in and the areas that they're in, whereas they've denied the right of black voters in a bunch of other places so that it tilts the demographic back down in those areas and balances it out. It makes it look like the balancing black males in these other areas um, in these highly populated areas, by the way, are are shrinking. So we, they're going to talk about percentage and give you the base number. And remember, say this a lot, they give you the percentage and not the actual number, uh, or they give you the actual number and not the percentage. They're lying to you. They're taking half the story. This first hour just blazed by. It just blazed by. And I think it was because oh, the, really? yeah, the, you know, because I think the first like five minutes, I was like, why is my microphone working? Oh, my gosh. COVID. Uh-oh. Get out of here. Hold on. I've got to spray my monitor. We'll do this during the break. I've got to pour it. Wait. I have to, oh, no. Will it short out my computer if I squirt hand sanitizer into it? You disgusting man. Cold and flu season. That's when we hunt cold and flu, right? Go out into a duck blind. It's cold and flu season. Pull. All right, we'll be back right after this. You know what I'm getting myself for Chris Mahana Quantica? What? I am getting something from bestfamilygifts.com. I am getting a custom canvas print of me and Fred and Jamie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, you, listen, you can get custom canvas prints for a truly one-of-a-kind gift there. Choose one of the beautiful prints from bestfamilygifts.com. Put the names of the special people or fur things in your life, if you're me, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from bestfamilygifts.com. It customizes your chosen print. Imagine glorious ocean sunsets. Maybe you like forests, classy black and white vistas. See the collection for yourself. Go to bestfamilygifts.com. You can personalize the text of each print with the names of the people you love, including family, friends, or your pets. If you're a spinster like me, (laughs) Jamie and Fred and Mommy, that's who lives here. Wee. Okay, it's but everybody loves this, right? Because it's custom. You can give it to any of your family or friends. Anyone can get a regular canvas-framed artwork. I mean, who can say they have custom artwork specifically personalized just for them? Go to bestfamilygifts.com. See the entire amazing collection of custom canvas prints for yourself and get a 20% discount on your first order with the promo code Stephanie. It just screams happy Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa. Yeah. Bestfamilygifts.com. Remember, the code is Stephanie for 20% off your first order. That is bestfamilygifts.com. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yay! So uh, the, the the happy ending is, is that um, for the record and for all of history, um, Joe Biden won the Electoral College at the same number that Trump did uh, when he won, and Trump called it a landslide. The mm-hmm. biggest, one of the biggest, to the biggest, the biggest, the biggest ever, the biggest ever. Nobody ever thought it could happen. It was the biggest and the biggest. First of all, it wasn't like, I think it was Reagan Mondale was one of the largest ever. Um, it was like, what, three, yeah. th- 350 something to three or something. It was like crazy. Biden got yeah, 306. Got Minnesota. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, you know, Biden won 306 and, <clears throat> excuse me, and. He at a, at a higher margin of the popular vote than last time, you know, than than Hillary won. Yeah. And so Trump has lost tw- the popular vote by a massive amount twice. If all of the uh, 
the uh, alleged voter fraud that they're floating around, if all of it were true, every single vote they said was fraudulent was true and they threw them all out. He would still be losing the popular vote by uh, a number higher than Hillary won, and he would still be losing the Electoral College. I mean, it's I don't know how someone doesn't I mean, no one over there likes math anyways, but for crying out loud, it's a hundred times dumb. It's the craziest thing. And thank you, Tom. Um, And thanks, everybody. Um, I think. The Facebook thing is live. It is. And I and I apologize on Facebook if there's uh, if we have a lot of maggots in there. They I don't know why they're there. They should be marching today. I don't know where they're going. Right. Right. What are they doing? Right. Thank you, Eileen. Right. Right. Okay. let's take another caller, though, before we run out of time. I've been ranting like crazy today. All right. Up next is Bill from Nashville. Right on. Bill from Nashville. All right. Hey, Bill. Afternoon. Afternoon. How you doing? I'm spectacular. Thanks. I just wanted to say a couple of things. I agree with you 100% about the the people like the squad and how their use of certain words turned a lot of people off. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a term that's being used nowadays. It's called code shifting. Are you familiar with that? Code shifting? Um, is, uh, I don't know. Okay. not not. I'm not really familiar with it. Go ahead. What is that? Well, it's like a black guy uh, walks, you know, walks off the bus into Harlem and starts talking oh, right. differently. He's code shifting. Sure. It's, it's uh, that when a politician takes on a Southern accent, and, you know, that they got rid of when they go back to their home to shore up their bona fides. Right. That's I get you. Okay. That's, yep. like, that's like me, who was born in Kansas City. I say Missouri. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's called code shifting. And African Americans have been doing that in this country for 400 years. And so I'm a sure. little bit concerned that people like the squad have not really bought into that. They don't really understand that. It's, it's like, well, uh, I don't know, guys. I think you better... Listen to what these folks are saying and let them know that you you understand their language somehow. Right. Well, they do that. I will say that AOC herself, I, I will say that AOC herself, you know, kind of does like girl of the neighborhood kind of languaging when she speaks. And she, she does some code shifting. I've actually seen her do it in that regard versus being on the floor, as you should. You know what I mean? We all have our polite company versus our friendly speech. That's a version of code shifting that everyone does effectively. It's not lying. It's actually just more honest to the circumstance you're in. I think what what might be, a, a you know, there should be a conversation about recognizing the value of other people who code shift or who simply live in another coded area that you're not in and and how they have to speak to the people that they're speaking to to get the same message that you're talking about across to them with dignity and respect you know is that that, yeah yeah i appreciate it i there's a there's been a yeah yeah, no, it's great. It's an excellent point. And it certainly speaks to the, you know, the like the Doug Joneses of the world. You know, do you want Doug Jones to, to stay in office or do you want him to be a one term Democrat who was a fluke? What leeway are you going to give him in the way he expresses not just not the ideas, but how he expresses the ideas that you believe? 
You know, exactly. it's not, and, and, and some like and, uh, Maria in our uh, chat is saying fake your way. And I don't think it's fake. I think you're speaking legitimately to the people you're surrounded by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, it, what used to be called polite company where you would be polite company. You wouldn't, you know, you don't go into uh, a working class house and drop a bunch of 50 cent words um, just to wag it about. Right. And that, that exactly. that's got to be the issue. Yeah. And and I think that's the that's the concern we have and why Democrats uh, can't seem to win areas where they actually have the best interests of the voters in those states at heart. And the Republicans just continually fleece these people. Well, understand this. Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is in, currently beyond covid murdering eastern Kentucky. Through his allegiance to yep. Trump and their and their and their allowing of coal toxins to get into the groundwater in eastern Kentucky, they are creating more cancer clusters than there have ever been. Eastern Kentucky and and the Tennessee Valley are going to be full of dead and dying people, even worse than they've been. Birth defects, all the stuff, all that deliverance stuff you see with people born with no eyeballs, that's because of coal. Yep toxins and he couldn't give a a crap about that because they'll vote for him every time and that's money they don't have to spend and people can pretend to be christian by going down there and volunteering and pulling their teeth and that's hideous and 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 that's that's something we have to deal with if you want to talk to those people you've got to start speaking their language and you have to understand and you have to be well versed in your own ideas enough to translate it and that's the hard part I appreciate the call, dude. It's such a it's yes, such sir. a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Let's grab one more call before we finish out. We got three minutes left, so I want to try. Oh, good, excellent. Well, there yeah, we go. I got through yeah. all of them. I can't believe it. I managed a show where I actually got through all of them. Um, that's a, that's a rarity. Um, good. Well, the um, the 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 MAGA march is going to be going on. I don't believe that Trump will speak to them. I agree with you, Johnny Million, that he will not. Um, I think he's too embarrassed to. I think he's embarrassed at who's showing up. And a good portion of those folks, oddly enough, some of the Proud Boys and others, will mm-hmm. boo him. That's a, I mean, that's an, a, you know, an underlying aspect of all of this is, and the one thing that Trump, there was an article that that mentioned that Trump fears both uh, being decried as worthless after he leaves office. He fears assassination and he fears arrest. And these have all come sure. up and they're coming up in this rotating cycle to, uh, you know, I don't know where the assassination part comes from because none of us are going to kill him. We would no. rather see his financial world crumble like it should have a long time ago and he should go to jail for the awful things he's done and face his his sexual assault accusers i want him to live through that and i don't believe in the death penalty but some of these right-wing nutcases who don't think he's been true enough to the cause do imagine gathering this camp around you and waiting for the day they turn yikes so anyways, everybody, stay at home if you absolutely can. Wear a mask uh, and socially distance everywhere you go. Wash your hands regularly. Start using hand sanitizer if you haven't been and, and you know, if you've slacked off, please. Right. Um, and take care of yourselves. This is going to be a bad stretch. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Love you, Johnny Million. You're amazing. Love uh, you. Yeah. Absolutely. It's wonderful. And we'll see you guys uh, next week. Thanks for listening. Um, support us on patreon.com slash Hal Sparks. We're almost at 500. We got 420 people. 420. Wow. We're getting there. 
Thanks so much, guys. Uh, stay tuned for Dick K. You know, if you're doing a virtual Thanksgiving, you want to look good, yeah. right? You got to look good. You got to get some Plexiderm. It's a, or is the I, our personal favorite is the Poison Ultrana <laughs> that says Plexiderm wakes. There's New Yorkers. There's all New Yorkers in the Plexiderm ads on the TV. Yes, there are. We're just like from California, though. And like we got the sun and things on it. So we got uh, other wrinkles and bags. Uh, so we need extra protection from the sun, you know? And that comes with Plexiderm. Oh, my gosh. Shouldn't they hire us for TV? So it's like a New York, L.A. rap battle. <laughs> yes. Plexiderm. Like East Coast, West Coast rap Plexiderm. battle. Plexiderm. It works. I'm a poisonal trainer. They're like, oh, whatever. We got more sun out here. So we have more crow's feet. I'm just writing it. I'm just spitballing. Good, Come good, with okay, me here. We'll go with that. Okay. We have wrinkles, fine lines, and under eye bags, right? We got Trump stress. We got sun. Whatever you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Plexiderm even works on laugh lines. Number 11, crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance. Yeah. Right? We got into a whole thing about baby Jessica falling down the well, and that's why she still looks like a newborn, because it was full of Plexiderm. <laughs> right. The well we is full of Plexiderm. We don't know oh, if no. that's true. What we do know is true is that Plexiderm wakes. It wakes. So try a six-application <laughs> trial pack, if you want, for only fourteen ninety-five free shipping what? when you go to buyplx.com slash sexyliberal. Or you can call them, 800-685-1292, say the code SEXYLIBERAL. This order comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal.